Friends can let friends adopt away too many cats. Friends can let friends spill the tea, the cheese, the gag. Friends can let friends sing while drunk off their ass. But friends don't let friends make a podcast. Hello! Hi! <laughs> Oliver is joining us today, I guess. Yep, this is probably episode 26. We think so. Of uh, friends, friends Don't, don't let, let Friends Make a, a Podcast. podcast. Woo! <laughs> oh, ow! <laughs> um, That's Saint Angelica. That does not start with an A. It, your name does not. You can't, it has to start with an A. I can't. Wow. Okay, well that's transubstantiation, Tori. What does that even mean? That's whenever the Eucharist during Mass becomes the actual body and blood of Christ. I have no idea what that means. Well, that's because you don't go to church. <laughs> I don't care to go to church. But that's okay. Also, looking at our wreath real quick, yeah. I was talking, <laughs> I was doing the mail run on campus today. Yeah. And the... Um, the guy, I had to give something to the guy instead of just checking the mailbox. And, but he was talking to this other lady and he was like, look what I made. And he pulled out a wreath. <laughs> Me. <laughs> she was like so into it. And I was just standing in the back, like waiting for my turn. And he was like, oh, sorry. Like, we're just talking. I was like, it's fine. I do that all the time. I was like, we have some at home. And I was like trying to find the picture of this one. And I don't have it. No. I looked I was like, dang, I don't have it. I was like, but I'll, I'll, I'll come show you tomorrow. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, we go to Walmart. Dolly Tree, where it's at. I'll send you the picture you can show them. That's so funny. Also, this has nothing to do with the episode at all. No. But I would just like to say that Billie Eilish dropped her new album on Friday. It's fire! I've been listening to it on repeat since it dropped. Like, it's so good. Bad Guy is my bop. It's a jam and a half. I love All the Good Girls Go to Hell. Yes. I love Strange Addiction. I love you and listen before I go and make me sob. (laughs) We need to learn I love you and duet it. I've already decided. Okay. Okay? <laughs> okay. So, that's a thing. But, yeah, so if you don't listen to Billie Eilish, now's the time to start. You need to. She's fantastic. Everybody's now hearing about it. You need to hear her first album, too. Yes. She has some bops on she there. She does have some copycats. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be you anymore. Oh, yeah, six feet too. under, work. Ocean Eyes, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such a love her. Love, love her. That's the first song I heard of her. And oh, Burn. Sweet. Jim. Yeah. Banger. <laughs> uh, so yeah, everyone check her out. Her yes. new album is called When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? It has a spooky picture of her on the front, on but she's so talented. She's, she's like 17. 17. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh my god. Yeah. But highly recommend. Okay. Yes. So now moving on to the actual topic. What are we talking about today, Tori? We're talking about the origin and st- story of Easter and St. Patrick's Day. Nice. Yeah. Yo, 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 yo! Wait, 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 wait! Alright, so take it away. Me? Yeah. Oh, God, okay. Because mine piggybacks a little bit onto yours. How do you know? You don't know what what? Because we talked about it. I we did? I should know what you're saying. I definitely don't remember. I'm like 10. This. I'm I like also, nine kinds of sure you were supposed to talk about the religious aspect. Oh, well, yeah. Well, then that. Okay, well, I also didn't research this. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but if you count 22 years within the Catholic faith as research, then that's fine. <laughs> so, there you, you go. Subtract four because you don't remember anything of the four, okay, fine. four then years of your lives. Fifteen years of the Catholic faith. Okay, does that count as research enough for you? Okay, 
So, do we want now. to start with St. Patrick's Day since that technically comes first on the calendar, or do you want me to start with Easter? <gasps> Same. Um, uh, sure. You, can, I'll go, and then you go, and then I'll piggyback onto Easter. Okay. Because I have some Hello. for Easter. Okay. Wow. Hello. Oliver. Okay, so I got this. Wait, can I get pizza? Do you want pizza? I do. Okay, I'm gonna get you pizza. I, don't have to find it. I just flagged it. Oh, okay. so I could edit it. Let the people know. We eat. We're human. I'm only human. Now please. I got this research from BaltimoreMagazine.com mm. and the Collegiate Times Lifestyle. Works. So we're going to start with St. Patrick. I have a question I'm, before you get started. I might this. have an answer. How are you going to do the history slash origin of St. Patrick's Day without it being religious? I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not like, okay. Anti-religious on everything. No, like, no, no, no. I just, no. <laughs> but, like, the whole point, like, the way that we do our holiday episodes is you do, like, the secular side and I do, well, like, the religious side. But I just try there's to, not really a secular I mean, side there's not. One. I just try to get the facts. Because everybody, because right now, for me, wow. St. Patrick's Day wow. is wow. never knew why. Except this year, like, I looked it up. But, mm. well, but before that, like. I didn't go out and drink. <laughs> yeah, like, I, would, I was always just like, I don't know who he is, don't know anything about him. So it's just, now it's just to inform you. But, All right. But there is some, like, secular stuff in no. it, like pinching. Okay. And the color green. That. All right. Go oh. for it. I'm ready. All right. So I'm just going to read this because I apparently did not start with who he is. <laughs> um, oh, actually, yeah, I did. Okay. So this is how it started. St. Patrick did not banish the snakes from Ireland. After the last Ice Age, snakes never returned to the Emerald Isle. I guess. He did. Um, that was like a myth. That is, that he banished snakes, mm-hmm. but that never happened. Yeah. Um, so, neither is there proof that Patrick used the three-leaf shamrock to impart the doctrine of the Trinity to the 5th century pagan Irish. Yeah. Uh, the first such reference is from a botanical catalog published in 1726. Oh, wow. Yeah. Neither is there evidence that it was Patrick who confined pagan and Christian imagery into the Celtic cross. Um, nor was Patrick um, actually Irish. Sweats and Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Coming for you. He was like, never mind, I'll let you tell it. Nor was he cano- canonized yep. by a pope. Nor was his real name Patrick. He wasn't canonized by a pope? No. Then how... Mom. Let me tell you. Oh, okay. You're getting. You're gonna get to it, okay? Because I was like, that I'm, doesn't make. I'm any like pretty sure I get to it. Okay. I don't remember this. I did this yesterday or the day before. <laughs> <laughs> um, his n- real name's not even Patrick. Yeah. Um, so none of it matters. The true story of Maywin Sakat. Same. That's his real name. Maywin. Most likely born in today's Scotland or Wales mm. is better than the myth. 
Captured by raiders as a 16-year-old in northern Britain, mm-hmm. Patrick was taken across the Irish Sea by pirates and sold into slavery. Mm-hmm. Escaping from six years of bondage after receiving a spiritual vision, <coughs> Patrick returned to Ireland decades later, armed only with a mi- mystic's faith to convert the island to Christianity, <coughs> yep. abolishing slavery and human <coughs> sacrifice in the process. Yeah. Right, let me scroll down. <laughs> uh, Patrick was first, was real, what? Patrick was really a first, the first missionary to barbarians beyond the reach of Roman law. Yep. Thomas Cahill writes in How the Irish Saved Civilization. The step he took was in its was in its way as bold as Columbus's and thousand times more humane. Um, Why don't we get Aqua Spoke or St. Patrick's Day then? Hello. The Irish shaped this country. Because, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess I didn't get into it. So, around 433 AD, Patrick returned to Ireland against the wishes of his family, yep. his mission, baptizing the Irish pagans, ordaining priests, and building churches and monasteries, would last the final 30 years of his life in yep. Ireland. Yep. And that's... His history. Oh, that's all we got about him? Yeah, it was short. Let me see if I can look up something about... All right. The canonization or whatever. Do you want me to fill in some facts while you're looking up about him specifically? If you want to. Okay, so he was already Catholic before he was kidnapped. Because at this time, this is whenever the Romans had already adopted Christianity and Catholicism. So we're out with the Roman gods, in with the one and only. (laughs) Um... And so he was Roman. He was Roman. And this was after the Romans had taken over, like, Great Britain. So, like, England, Wales, Scotland, whatever. Like what you were saying. And so, yeah. So he didn't start in Ireland. He was for sure kidnapped. And then he lived as a slave for however many years. And he kept up his Catholic faith. He kept practicing Christianity. And was punished for it a lot of the time because it was against the law to practice anything other than what the Druids were practicing, which was that pagan religion, right? And so then, yeah, he came back later, and that's whenever the whole story about him banishing the snakes happened. And, like, supposedly there was all these snakes in the village, and no one could get rid of them, and he just goes and, like, waves his hand over them, and they were like deuces, and, like, went off into the lake, and they were like, wow, Patrick, you did it! But, like, that's not real. <laughs> Found it. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so... He's also the patron saint of Ireland, by the way. So, like, St. Patrick's Day is a huge deal in Ireland. Oh, yeah. Like, they go hard. Yeah, they have a whole, like, yeah. what is the word? Parade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what is the word? Okay, so, um, let's just say he's a saint in the same way that Aretha, Aretha Franklin is the queen of soul, or Michael Jackson is the queen of pop. But in all fairness, St. Patrick wasn't the only saint that didn't go through a proper canonization. In the church's first millennium, there wasn't a formal canonization process at all. So most saints from that period were given the title if they were either martyrs or seen as extraordinarily holy. Okay. So he's just a guy. Interesting. See, I never knew that he wasn't officially canonized. Because I've always heard, like, about St. Patrick as a saint, not necessarily St. Patrick. Like, yeah. Like, I've always heard specifically as a saint. So that's very interesting. No. I wonder if that means... Well, then, could they could conceivably canonize him now, 
like the Pope now could go through the canonization process to make it official, but I guess but at this point dead. it's so... Yeah, you can't canonize someone until after they're dead. Oh, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever, canonization is making them a saint. It's like this whole process where you, like, you can prove that they're a saint, and usually it, it has all these different steps, and it goes through the whole, if they're a martyr, if they're seen as super holy, if they do works within the church, if they're missionaries, like that kind of thing. Like, those are the, like, first few steps, right? And then, like, it's, is there something to do with miracles? You know, like, were they able, like, were, did people have miraculous healings around them? Did they have some kind of, like, you know, like, miraculous practice? Did they have visions from God? Like, that can be proved and stuff like that. That's, like, one of the next steps. Oh. And so, so it's, like, a multi-step process. And then finally, at the end, then they're actually, like, fully canonized and categorized as a saint. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, Mother Teresa... I think she's still in the process of being canonized. Like, she's not a saint yet. Or either she just became a saint. Something like that. But, like, it takes years to canonize someone. And you can't even start that process until after they're dead. Because we can't have living saints. Because the definition of a saint, actually, is someone who lives in heaven. Okay. So you'd have to be dead to be a saint anyway. But so. what if there's no heaven? Well, Tori, I can't get into the schematics here, okay? <laughs> I'm giving you the definitions that I know and the process that the church takes. <laughs> All right, so... <coughs> so here's about the color green. Got it. Uh, there's enough green seen on St. Patrick's Day to make even Yoda and the Hulk feel like it's a bit overdone. Gross. The strange thing is that green wasn't even the original color used to represent St. Patrick. It was blue. Why? After the Order of St. Patrick was established in 1783, the organization's color had to stand out from those that preceded it, and since dark green was already taken, the Order of St. Patrick went with blue. Same. Me too. And then, since dark green was already taken. Yeah. So, why do we wear green? People wear green on St. Patrick's Day out of respect for Ireland. If we don't wear green, it's considered shameful and you get pinched. Oh! And then, in addition to that... People often wear green on St. Patrick's Day to make themselves invisible to mischievous leprechauns. So these leprechauns jump and fly through the air, pinching anyone who failed to wear green on St. Patrick's Day. So anyone who practices the pinching tradition and pinches others who aren't wearing green can be compared to the leprechauns. Did you ever watch that Disney Channel movie, The Luck of the Irish? Yes. With that kid who yes. played basketball and then he became a leprechaun. I love that movie. <laughs> Oh, man, that's one of my favorites. And that's all I have on St. Patrick. Wow. So you learned something, hopefully. Yeah, I did. I, I did. That was cool. I learned, yeah. Because, I mean, like, I know a little bit about it. We used to have a video that we would show at Catechism. We watched it in the car. Oh, that. Going to Olive Garden. Yeah, that was about St. Patrick. Do you remember that? Barely. Yeah, that was about St. Patrick. <laughs> that was his life and how he got kidnapped and then went back and, like, made everybody believe and all that. So, I know about him based on that. I knew that he was a painter saint of Ireland. And the Ireland goes super hard for St. Patrick's Day because, like, that's their saint, man. Uh-huh. But, that's about it. Did you know, again, nothing to do with the topic, but we're talking about saints. Did you know that there is a saint that of I don't know. Wales? Like, the animal? Not the country. No. The animal. No. I think it... I think it's St. Brendan. He's the patron saint of Wales. Like me? <laughs> Why? No idea. He just likes Wales? I guess. Maybe he was swallowed by one like Jonah. I don't know. 
I don't know his history. I just read that in a saint book one time. And I was like, and then? <laughs> also, St. Patrick's Day, the actual day, March the 17th. He's when he died. Well, yes. All Saint, all feast days are this day that the saint died. So St. Valentine's Day is the same way. But that's also the day for St. Deborah, I believe, who is the patron saint of cats. Wow. And I find that far more impressive. <laughs> You're saying all these names. I have no idea who these people are. They're saying. I, I mean, okay, but I, but I don't know who they are. Okay, well. Never heard of them. Don't care. I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'm going to forget after. We yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's fine. I'll remind you. It'll happen. Their feast days will come up. I'll be like, hey, happy St. Deborah's Day. <laughs> happy St. Brendan's Day. <laughs> wow. My wow. saint, I think her feast day is May the wow. 15th. May the 14th. Wow. Why is she your saint? Wow. So, in wow. the Catholic wow. faith. Oh, you have to pick one, right? Wow. Yeah. Whenever you get wow. confirmed, you pick wow. a saint. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. You pick a saint to kind of like represent you or to like help you, guide you, whatever. But you pick one. And so I chose. Can you pick St. Patrick? Huh? Can you pick St. Patrick? Yes, of course. Wow. Yeah. You can pick St. Valentine. You can pick whoever you want. It can be any of the saints. It doesn't even have to be the same gender as you. A lot of people do. Like, like a lot of girls pick girl saints and a lot of guys pick guy saints. But one of my friends, she picked St. Francis of Assisi as her saint whenever we got confirmed because she's super into animals. Um, I picked St. Dimphna because I always really liked her story. She was, uh, this again has nothing to do with what mm -hmm. we're talking about today, but I'm about to give you a whole little history lesson on oh, her. No. Um, she was a princess in Ireland, actually, pretty sure in Ireland. Right. And uh, her mother died when she was very young and her father was like super stricken with grief about it, like could not handle it. And so he searched all over the kingdom. And mind you, this is like a long time ago. Like probably a little bit post St. Patrick, <laughs> mm -hmm. but maybe not because her father was a pagan. Okay, so she became Catholic on her own, but she wasn't like supposed to. Um, but anyway, her father searched the entire kingdom for someone who looked like his wife that he could marry. And his advisors were like, well, you know, you're... Your daughter looks exactly like your wife. Why don't you just marry her? Ew. And he was like, "You're right," because he was so like crazy at this point and like restricted that like, he wasn't. Tada! He wasn't thinking straight, so he was like, "You're right." So they made the plans to marry, and she was like, "No, not gonna do that. That's incestuous, and I live for the Lord." And and so she ran off with a couple priests and this other guy, and they made it like all the way to Sweden before, or Switzerland, something like that. I think to Sweden, dad, dad, dad. before her dad caught up with her and he like killed the guys that she was with. And then he and then he asked her again, he took her back home, was like, you gotta marry me, whatever, and she still refused, so he cut off her head. And so she's known as the patient saint of the mentally ill. So people who suffer from anxiety, depression, Nightmares, any form of mental illness, whatever. She's the one. Oh, you chose her before you even realized. Exactly! <laughs> that's why it was like, that's why it's so fitting, like, now. Because then college happened, and I was like, oh, buddy! <laughs> it was like, God knew, he was like, this is what you need. This is who you need to pick. <laughs> Get out of here with but, that. <laughs> but even if not, like, it was very fitting. Because I was, like, and I did not realize until much later. And I was like, oh, got it. So her feast day, I think, is May the 15th or May the 4th. Something like that. It's in May. May the fourth be with you. Maybe. But yeah.
so she's cool. Right, anyway. Huh? Anyway. Anyway. Easter. Easter. All right. So, Easter is my favorite time of the year at church. <laughs> it is my favorite, favorite, favorite time of the liturgical year. My absolute favorite. Um, so, we start with Lent. Okay? And Lent is our preparation for Easter. And it is a time for sacrifice. And it is a time where we remember the Lord Jesus' pilgrimage in the desert in which he fasted without food or water for 40 days. Which and he possible. could do that because he was God. It so, not well, he wasn't like a normal person, Tori. He possible. had like powers. <laughs> he had godly abilities. All right. Like if Thor went and tried to fast in the desert without food and water for 40 that. days, he'd be fine because he's immortal, Tori. Like, no. we're talking about gods here, okay? Anyway... And the Lord was tested by the devil. I told that story in a previous episode. Go find that one if you want a story time. <laughs> um, and so what we do is, as Catholics, and as other religions, I know some other religions are the Catholics are the main ones, we give up some kind of great temptation so that way we can build our relationship with God through the time of Lent. So for 40 days during Lent, we have to give up something, or we can add something. Like some people add something, like they do a rosary every day, or like my dad's been praying the divine chaplet every day, as well as giving up things. Um, I gave up all drinks except for water, and it's certainly been a sacrifice and a struggle. In years past, I've given up all like red meat and chicken and only eaten like fish and eggs that's what I did the past two years and I actually really enjoyed that it's hard it's very hard it's a sacrifice but that's the point right um, so it all depends on you and what you want to do with your thing Lent, Lent begins with Ash Wednesday in which you go and it's you get ash on your forehead and you're reminded that from dust you came into dust you shall return and that's like the whole little mantra for that. And then that starts Lent. Okay? So then you go through all of Lent. And you got 40 days. We got some readings in there. Like we did the prodigal son last week. This week. Or no. Yeah, last week. This past week. So yesterday they did the woman who gets stoned by all the people. And the Lord was like, let those who are clean cast the first stone. And everyone had to drop their rocks and walk away. Because none of them were pure of heart. Boom, boom. Got him. Roasted. <laughs> Literally roasted. Got him. <laughs> um, and so all this stuff, whatever. And then we get to Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday is so cool because we get to read the Passion. And I love the Passion. <laughs> it's so cool, Oliver. As cool as church can be, Oliver. It's the best time of church. Yeah, it's the best part. It's the best part. So, on Palm Sunday... We celebrate when the Lord went into Jerusalem riding upon a donkey and the people greeted him by waving palm leaves in front of him and all that. And so we get palm leaves from Jerusalem that are blessed. And we get them and we get to have them during Mass. And then those palms become the ashes for Ash Wednesday in the next year. Recycling. <laughs> We're very earth conscious in the Catholic faith. Um... And so, uh, at Palm Sunday, we do we go outside and we all get our palms. We do some readings out there where the Lord was like, "Go and to this guy's house, tell him that I need his donkey, 
and he needs to prepare a room for me, he'll know what you're talking about. And the disciples are like, <laughs> the disciples are literally like, what do you mean? Like, who even is this? And Jesus is like, go, just take care of it. It's fine. They're like, I guess. <laughs> they go to this guy's house and they're like, hey, uh, Jesus said that we can borrow your donkey and he needs like a room. And the guy's like, oh yeah, okay. So they like take the donkey and they bring it to Jesus and they're like, here you go. And he like gets up on it and he goes like full like pageant princess mode and goes through Jerusalem and is like waving to the crowd and everyone's like, Hosanna, hey, Zanna, 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 ho. And welcome to him and praising him, whatever. And he's like, cool. And then they go back to that guy's house and the guy has prepared a dinner for them. He was like, thanks for letting me borrow your donkey, dude. He was like, no problem, Jesus, anytime. And then they all have dinner together and it's great time. So that's what we read first. Okay. Then we go back inside and we usually sing, oh God, what song do we sing? No! The king of glory comes, the nation rejoices. That's what we sing. Open no, no, the gates before him, lift up your voices. And yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. No, we go that hard. And we sing it as we process back inside. So there's like six verses to it. And we usually sing it like three times because it takes forever to get everyone back inside. Yeah. The king of glory comes, the nation rejoices. That's how they walk. <laughs> but we're singing like, the king of glory comes, the nation rejoices. We go so hard. We go so hard, dude. Wow. We love it. We love Easter. <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> so then, for the gospel, <laughs> during Palm Sunday, we read the Passion of the Christ, which is basically when Jesus was crucified. And so you have a narrator, which is always my favorite part to do. You have the voice, which plays the part of like Pontius Pilate, sometimes Judas, sometimes Peter, different people. And then you have the priest who plays Jesus. Okay, so you literally have a script. Not related, but is the Peter that Billie Eilish is talking about in... All the good girls go to hell. Is that the religious Yeah, Saint Peter, who guards the gates of heaven. Okay, same same guy, same guy. Thought so. I was just like, he was asking how he got, but I kept forgetting. He was the very first Catholic priest, actually. Got it. Okay, Simon Peter. Simon says, "Open sesame to the gates of heaven." My name is Peter. Anyway, because Peter denied Jesus three times. And Jesus is like, bro. From the gates? Listen, no, 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 no. Listen, I listen, he denied no, 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 no. You remember watching Jesus Christ Superstar with me? Yes. You should know this by now. Oh, yeah. You should know the plot. You should know the plot of Jesus' life. I really saw it one time. I know, it's fine. We'll watch it again. It's fine. I love that musical. It's my favorite. Okay, anyway. So, here's what happened. What happened was. So, Jesus was causing a ruckus. For the Pharisees, because the Pharisees were like, this dude's saying that he's God, and that's not cool. And all the Jews are starting to believe him, and now they're not trusting us anymore or listening to us, and that's a problem. So we need to get him out, okay? So then you have Judas. My boy Judas, who's one of the disciples of Christ. And he goes, yikes. He's like, this is blowing up too much. We're in way over our heads. This is crazy. And so he starts hearing that, like, the Pharisees, you know, kind of wanted something. So he's like, listen. He goes to the Pharisees and he goes, listen. I'm doing this for Jesus' sake, okay? 
but he needs to be stopped. And so he goes, this is where he's going to be on Thursday. All right? So I'm going to kiss him, and then you arrest him. And they were like, all right. And they gave him like 30 bucks in silver, 30 pieces of silver, which is probably more than $30. But 30 pieces of silver, and he's like, cha-ching. So here we go to the Last Supper. Wow, wow, wow. So. They're at the Last Supper, which is a celebration of Passover, which is a Jewish holiday okay. because Jesus was Jewish. Uh-huh. Got it. So they're celebrating Passover and all this stuff, and he's passing around this bread, and he's breaking it with everyone. He goes, take this and eat of it in remembrance of me. This is my body, whatever. And they're like, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> and they eat it, and then he passes the wine around, and he goes, take this and drink this is the cup of my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, they're like, weird flex, but okay. And he's like, yeah, like none of, and then all of a sudden, kind of out of nowhere, he's like, you know what? F you guys. Like, y'all, y'all aren't even going to care whenever I'm dead. And they're like, Jesus, what are you even talking about? Like, you're our best friend. Like, what do you mean? You've done so many great things. We're totally going to care whenever you're dead. Whenever you're dead. It's not like you're dying anytime soon. He goes, you don't even know. And he goes, one of you at this table is going to deny me three times in the morning that you even know who I am. And they're like, no, oh my God, not me. And Jesus is like, yeah, Peter, you hunty, like, you go sell me out. Don't even act like you won't. Because, of course, he knows all of this because yeah. he's God. Ah! And Peter's like, oh, me? Like, your right hand? Like, your Man Crush Monday? Like, I would never. Like, I would never, Lord. And he's like, mm-hmm, sure jam. <laughs> sure jam. And then he goes, and then this fool over here, Judas, already done sold me out for some petty cash. Like, what is that all about? Like, he's a traitor, guys. And they're like, what? Oh, my God, no. Like, what are you talking about? So then he's like, listen, I have to do some praying. Can you guys, like, stay awake to make sure that everything's chill and, like, pray with me? And they're like, sure, Jesus, we got you. We got you, right? So he goes off into the Garden of Gethsemane after this Last Supper, and he starts praying. And he's like, Lord... I don't know about this man. No, well, I guess he's Lord. So he's like, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I don't know about this. Like, I know we had this whole plan where I was going to die for everybody's sins, but I'm, I'm really starting to second guess it here. I don't know. I'm pretty young. I'm only 33. Like, I could do some more miracles instead. You know what I mean? And he's like, is it worth it? And then God shows him all this stuff. And he's like, and then Jesus is like, all right, I'll do it. But it needs to happen now before I change my mind. So that's the thing. So then he goes to his friends. They're all asleep. And he's like, I literally asked you to do one thing for me. Like, I'm dying in tomorrow. Like, I asked you to do one thing. And they're like, rip. Sorry, Jesus. So then here comes Judas the next morning. And there's some guards with him. And everyone's like, what's going on? And Judas goes up to Jesus. And he's like, Rabbi. And he kisses him. And then the guards are like, seize him. And they grab him. But then the other disciples are like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. Hands off my Jesus. So one of them, I think it's Peter. I don't really remember. One of them grabs a sword and like cuts off a guy's ear. Oliver. Anyway, one of them grabs a sword and cuts off a guy's ear. It's like a whole thing. And Jesus is like, wait, like, this needs to happen. Just chill out. Yeah. And they're like, but Jesus. And he's like, I got it. So they take Jesus away to Pontius Pilate, 
who is the Roman governor in Jerusalem, okay? And so there's this other guy in prison named Barabbas, and he's like a major thief, and he's been in prison for a long time. But since it's Passover, the governor gets to ask the people which prisoner they want released as like a show of like good fortune, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like they get to make the choice because it's their celebration and all that. So he's like, all right, Jews, who do you want? You want Jesus back out in the real world or you want Barabbas? And all the Jews now are being corrupted by the Pharisees and they're like, give us Barabbas. And Pilate's like, but this Jesus guy didn't even do anything. Like, yeah. he's innocent. He really doesn't have any reason to be in jail in the first place. And they're like, give us Barabbas. And he goes, but isn't he like your king or whatever? Like, he says he's king of the Jews. Like, what do you mean? And they're, go, and they're like, we have no king but Caesar and all this stuff. And they're like, give, crucify him. Get him out of here. And Pilate's like, all right. He's like, I washed my hands of this. Like, this is not on me anymore. This is all on you. No one can blame me for this. I didn't do anything, all that. He steps away from it, right? So then they take Jesus to King Herod also, and Herod's like, kill him, I don't like him. Because <laughs> Jesus like refuses to perform a miracle for him, whatever. So now it's time for Jesus to get crucified. And as they're preparing him, he's being whipped, and he's getting like a crown of thorns put on him and stuff like that. And as they're preparing him to be crucified, you have Peter and some other disciples in the courtyard, and this lady's like staring at Peter. She's like staring him down. And she goes, aren't you one of Jesus's friends? And he goes, me? Like, nah, you got me confused for somebody else. And then you hear a caw in the distance because Jesus said that Peter would deny him before the cock crows three times. And so Peter's like, coincidence? Okay. And then this other guy's like, no, 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 I think she's right. Like, I could have sworn that I saw you with that guy that they arrested. And he goes, dude, I'm telling you, it's not me. Like, you have me confused. And then this third person's like, um, and you hear the cock again. Caca. And then this third person's like, um, actually, like, you're like his best friend. Like, we see you together all the time. And he goes, beach. How many times do I have to say it? I'm not that guy. And then you hear the rooster the third time. And then Peter starts crying because he's like, crap. I did exactly what Jesus thought I was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, rip. Like, how could I sell out my friend like that and not even, like, n pretend like I knew him, right? So then here's Jesus again, and he's carrying his cross, and he's having a hard time because it's giant mm -hmm. and wooden. Yep. And so he falls a few times. He sees some women. They're crying. He's like, don't cry, women. It's okay. Like, it's fine. That's a thing. That's a part of the okay. stations. I don't know. Um, and then this lady named Veronica goes, and she wipes the blood off of his face because he's, like, bleeding. He's wearing a crown of thorns. He's bleeding everywhere. He has mud all over him because he's fallen, like, six times. Well, he's only fallen three times. But Anyway, so she wipes the blood off of him, and then on her little rag, it's, like, the perfect imprint of, like, his face. And I think they have that in oh, some yeah. museum somewhere. Somewhere in the world, it's there. Um, anyway, and so, like, that's a thing. And then, like, his mom comes, and she's like, son. And he goes, don't cry for me. Like, it's okay. Literally. <laughs> he's like, it's okay, mom. Like, it's fine. And then they get this other guy to help him carry the cross, because he's having, he is riding the struggle bus. Okay? So they nail him to the cross. Mind you. Whenever they used to crucify people, they did not nail them to the crosses. They would tie their wrists and tie their feet 
and then break their limbs. Okay? So that way, like, they were, like, hanging there, whatever. Because the way that crucifixion works, it's like an asphyxiation thing. Okay. So if you're hanging with your arms spread and you're having to, like, hold yourself up, like, the way that gravity pushes down, it collapses your lungs. Oh. So that's how, like, the crucifixion works. So they, they would never really nail you. They would tie you up and then break, like, the bones in your legs and your arms so you couldn't hold yourself up. What? So people would be up there for days. <laughs> days waiting for their lungs to literally collapse. Yeah. Right? So they go and they nail Jesus because in a previous, like, book in the Jewish... Faith. I think it's the book of Isaiah, which is now in the Bible. But like one of the old books said, not a bone shall be broken on him, like whenever he dies. So like that's like a whole thing. And so they're like fulfilling this prophecy essentially without realizing that they're fulfilling a prophecy. So they nail him by the hands and by, or kind of like the handish, wristish area, and then by the feet, right? And they put his feet like on top of each other. So he's hanging up there, and there's a guy on either side of him. And one guy's like, nah, you're not the son of God. If you were the son of God, you'd get yourself down. And he goes, I don't have to prove anything to you. Like, sorry. And the other one's like, hey, don't listen to him. Like, I know who you are. He goes, look, I'm a criminal, obviously, <laughs> you know. He goes, um, just... Can you forgive me? Can you, like, help me out? You know, because I believe in you, like, whatever. And Jesus tells him, you know what? Don't even worry about it. You have a place in heaven after this. And so that guy's known as the thief who stole heaven in the Gospels. I believe he's only seen in the Gospel of Luke, which is very interesting because most of the four Gospels are alike in all other aspects. So that's cool. And then while Jesus is on the cross, there's, like, a whole point where, like, Mary, his mother's there. And she goes, Mary, look to James. Um, and say hello to your son, James, this is your mother now. Like, basically, so someone's there to, like, take care of Mary after he's dead. Because he knows he's kind of Like, there's no way he's coming out from this, you know? And so that way he has security that his mom's okay. Right? And all the people are mocking him and ridiculing him. They took his clothes off. They're ripping it to shreds and literally gambling for it. And all this stuff. And so he's like, God... Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't realize what this is and how, like, terrible this is, whatever. So then he asks for a drink. And so they put a sponge on a spear and they dip it in some wine and they hold it up to him. And he takes a drink from the sponge and then he goes, it is finished. And he dies. And it's 3 p.m. in the afternoon on a Friday. That's what we all, that's what the belief is. That it was 3 p.m. on a Friday. Because, like, the Holy Trinity, the three. That's why the witching hour is 3 a.m. Because it mocks that whole yeah. thing. Um, so, anyway, 3 p.m. on a Friday. And everything goes to garbage, dude. Like, there's an earthquake. The sky gets, like, super dark out of nowhere. <laughs> like, all this stuff starts happening, like, the second that Jesus dies. And everyone's like, what is happening, right? And it lasts for a little bit, but then it subsides. So then they're like, well, we got to make sure that he's really dead. So they take a spear and, like, and freaking stab yeah. him in the side, yeah. just casually, you know, yeah. and like blood and water start pouring out and whatever and all this stuff, which again fulfills another prophecy in the book of Isaiah or whatever. So then this guy named Joseph of Arimathea comes and he goes, hey, uh, is it cool? 
if I buy Jesus' body so I can like bury him properly, because they were just gonna, they essentially just leave you up there. Like yeah. if you're a criminal and you get crucified, like that's it. You don't get a proper burial, right? So Joseph of Arimathea comes, he goes, hey, is it cool if I like pay for a burial and like take care of this? And they're like, sure. So he pays and they go and they take Jesus off the cross and there's a new tomb that has just been opened for burials, right? Brand new, no one's in it. So they go and they put Jesus there, right? And they close it up. Huge, like large stone takes like four people to push, close it up, okay? So they come back three days later. His mother, or no, not his mother. It's two Marys, but one of them's not his mother. <laughs> um, but two Marys come, because uh, everyone was named like the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, two, <laughs> two Marys come uh, three days later, and the stones rolled away. Like it's open. The tomb is, the tomb is open. So they're like, oh no, like someone came in here and like raided Oliver, it. Oliver, stop. You know what I mean? Because of course they leave like spices and perfumes and stuff like that with the body as like a form of embalming kind of. Yeah. So they're like, oh no, like someone stole it, someone raided no. it, whatever. And they go, and Jesus isn't there. But there's an angel sitting in there and he goes, hey ladies, I'm sure you're wondering where Jesus is. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> He left a little while ago. He just missed <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> you, you literally just missed him, yeah. He just walked out. He has an important business meeting. I'm just <laughs> but, like, he's fine. And they, like, drop all their spices and are like, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? And he's like, listen, he's not dead anymore. Like, it's great. And they're it's like, great. oh, okay. So they like run and they're like, oh my God, like Jesus is alive. Like, it's so cool. And they're like, wow, it's so neat. And then this one dude who's a disciple is like, I don't believe it. And they're like, but Thomas, like, he's alive. And he goes, I won't believe it until he, until I put my fingers in his nail holes so I can prove it, you know? And then Jesus is like, Heard you were talking crap, Thomas. <laughs> Appears behind him and he's like, surprise, Beach. But you thought you'd seen the last of me. <laughs> and he goes, here. Here are my hands. See the holes? Here's my side. See the hole? Want to touch it? You want to touch it? Like, you want, you, do you need more proof than this? And Thomas is like, oh, God. And he, like, also starts crying and, like, starts praising. And he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Your faith was lacking. <laughs> and it's like this whole thing. So that's why, like, if you can only believe by seeing, you're known as a doubting Thomas. Because yeah. That disciple. And so, yeah. So that's the story of the resurrection. And then a few days after that, he ascends into heaven with, like, his whole body. Like, like he floats. Yeah. He literally floats up in the sky. Him and Mary, his mother, are the only people who have ever ascended into heaven. And they're also the only people born without sin. Yeah. That's why they get to ascend <laughs> into heaven. Everybody else, their nasty earthly bodies have to stay behind and only their soul travels. But they just went... Deuces and like flew up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's like Easter by the religious thing, and then so we read that story from where he gets arrested to where he gets crucified on Palm Sunday. Yeah. We read it again on Good Friday, and then we have Easter Vigil, which is the Saturday before Easter Sunday. Okay. <laughs> that is the worst mass. <laughs> Of the entire year, Tori. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Easter Vigil Service, okay? First of all, that's the Mass in which any new Catholics are brought into the church. So, like, if you're an adult and you're, like, being confirmed and baptized in the church, it happens at Easter Vigil. Which is a great thing. It's a beautiful celebration. 
But it also adds like an hour to the mess. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's all fine and dandy, but you're literally, like a mass starts at like 6.30 and we're there every year until like 9. <laughs> and we get there at 5.30 because my dad's the one in charge of all the new people coming in. So like, Great. we got to be there early to set everything up. We also never have a choir at Easter Vigil, so I'm the choir. Oh. Just me, <laughs> sitting alone in a pew, singing as loud as I can, <laughs> like, and hoping other people join in. Usually people don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, here's another one where we start outside for some reason. We actually start inside and then go outside and then come back inside. <laughs> okay. So, it, that takes like 30 minutes. <laughs> so, we go outside, everyone has a candle, and we light this flame in which this is where we burn the palms and stuff too, where we get those first ashes. So we're burning all this stuff and there's readings that are right out there. And then you light the baptismal candle because you're going to have people baptized, right? Then everybody who's there, mind you, more people come to the Easter vigil mass than like any other time of year. It's Christmas, Ash Wednesday, and Easter Vigil. That's the time when all those Catholics who never go to church any other time of the year crawl out of the woodworks and make their way to Mass, okay? Yeah. So it's packed. Also, you have all these people coming to the church, so their whole family is there. Yeah. Also, people who travel just for Easter, so they're there. You know what I mean? Like, it's wild. Oliver, stop. So every person has a candle, and every candle has to be lit. So we got to go around to everybody and share our flame. So every kid, you need to come to Easter with me sometime. You really need to experience this firsthand. I don't firsthand. Think I want to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's honestly I, really cool. I'd it's just so long. It's just so long. That's really the only problem is the link. With Oliver, good. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. You need to come one year. When he's a little older, we'll do it. It'll be great. Anyway, so everyone lights the candle and then we all slowly process back inside. And all the lights are turned off inside because we have the candle. But as we're processing in, we have to stop and chant. <laughs> three different points. So, like, we stop at the front of the church and we go, and the deacon or the priest goes, the light of Christ. And then we all have to go, thanks be to God. And we walk a little bit more and then we do that again. And then we walk a little bit more and we do that again. Like, that happens, like, three or four times. Wow. And then we all finally sit in our seats. And then we finally get to blow out our candles. <laughs> and then the lights come on, okay? Then we really start the mass from that point. Wild, okay. This is all probably 10 to 15 minutes, okay? Before the mass even starts, essentially. Like, it's the start of mass, but it's not. You yeah. know what I mean? So then we sing the Gloria, because we haven't sung the Gloria all Lent, which is the glory to God in the highest. And under, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. So we have to sing that. That takes about five minutes, three to five minutes to sing because it's long as heck. Then, at a regular Sunday Mass, you have a first reading, which is from the Old Testament, the responsorial psalm, the second reading, which is from the New Testament, and the gospel reading. That's it. They usually go pretty quick. Oh, no, 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 no. At Easter Vigil, we have seven readings. Okay. There's like three from the Old Testament and like three from the New Testament and there's a responsorial psalm in between all of them. Ew. And it's the same readings every year. And we don't do all of them. There's seven in the book. We do like four or five. Before the gospel though. Like 
So it's still more readings than normal, and we do the responsorial psalms. So it's like it totals out to like eight things that we do versus like the 14 that are there. But it's still crazy, right? So always read the creation story. That in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we always read the long version for some reason because the priests want the long version read. Not the short one. No, you have to read everything in the brackets, okay? Then we read about Moses. And that in the Moses reading, you have the phrase chariots. You have the phrase chariots. Oh. Are you done? Uh, no. I'll wait. <laughs> My teacher voice. I'll wait. <laughs> so it says the phrase chariots and charioteers at least 11 times. Okay. Then we usually read about either something from Isaiah or something about Isaac. I don't even remember. I just remember the Genesis ones and the, and the chariots and the charioteers. I think it's Isaiah. We read something from Isaiah. And then we read some letters from St. Paul. And there's always a responsorial psalm in between all of those. And they alternate between being read in English and Spanish. So it's like the Genesis ones in English, the Exodus ones in Spanish, English, Spanish, English, Spanish, and so forth. Until we finally get to the gospel reading, which again is read the long version. And it's like, why? So then after the gospel, we go into the litany of the saints, which guess who gets to do that? <laughs> and it's a chant thing. So not only do I have to be up there singing for like 10 minutes, but I have to wait for everyone to respond back to me. So it's like four different parts, okay? And it's like, I sing something, then they have to respond. I sing the next thing, they have to respond, whatever. Then there's this whole list of saints where it's like, St. Mary Magdalene, and then everyone goes, pray for us. I have to go through this entire list. <laughs> of saints, and between every saint, we have a pray for us, okay? Then there's another section where I sing something and then people respond, and then another section where I sing something and people respond. So it takes forever. Forever, okay? Literally like 10 minutes. And everyone's kneeling during this, mind you, okay? That's rough. <laughs> That's a rough time. <laughs> So then I get down, and then this is whenever we bring in all the new people to the church. <coughs> so we have to do all the baptism things. We have to read all the baptism stuff. We have to get everybody baptized. Then we do confirmation after that. So we got to do all the confirmation things, read all the things for confirmation. We got to put the oil on the foreheads. Got to whatever. Then we got to clap for everybody, congratulate them. Then we do offertory where we take the collection and we sing a song. But it's usually me singing a song and possibly a CD and nobody else because that's just how it works. <laughs> And then we do regular mass stuff, and we do communion, and communion always takes 20,000 years because there's 100 million people there, and again, it's like me singing one song in Spanish and like nobody else, you know, whatever. And then we finally end mass, and we're there from 6.30 till about 8.30 or 9, and then we have a little reception afterwards for all the people that were brought into the church, and people take pictures. No. And of course, my parents and I have to put up everything, and yeah. So it's a long mass. It's really, it's honestly like beautiful, and it's like really great, and you know what I mean? But it's like when you read the same readings every year for 22 years, and you sing basically the same songs every year for 22 years, and you know what I mean? Like it gets old. And it's so long. It's just, it's so long. It's the longest mass of the year. Easter's shorter. Or no, the other one. Christmas is shorter. Wow. Easter's the longest, Christmas is shorter. 
So. Nothing. Yeah. Oliver. So there you go. Oh, and also before Good Friday, we have another mass called Holy Thursday where we do the washing of the feet and we celebrate the Last Supper. Right there. And then if you go to church on Saturday night, though, you don't have to go to church then on Easter Sunday. All right. So do you know anything about why we have an Easter bunny? No. I do. Oh. <laughs> Ready? Sure. Oliver, I don't want to hold the cookies. Oh, you let him. <laughs> cookies? Um. Okay. So, I got this from... <laughs> oh, no. oh, yeah, all the sources come from being a Catholic for my life. <laughs> so, this is the best link I've ever had. Oh, no. It's from rabbit.org. <laughs> rabbit.org. At least it's an org. Yeah. At least it's an organization. That means it's legit. Yeah. What, Oliver? Please what? Please. So tell me about rabbit.org. Okay. <laughs> Is, that ah! open the Is that there another open one? No, I ate those. So I'm just going to read it exactly how I put it on here. Right. How, though, do these revelations about our lunar measure relate to the Easter bunny or, more appropriately, the Easter hare? Oh. There's wild. There's a big difference. There's a bunch of differences. Really? Yeah. Rabbits are rabbits to me. <laughs> mm, they're rabbits, but there's bunnies. There's hairs. But I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. There's a difference. Okay. But it's wild. <laughs> okay. You can look it up. Okay. <laughs> A clue to the answer is found within the paintings and fables of artists and storytellers of the Far East. Ooh! These artists often painted the moon with rabbits racing across its face. The Chinese in particular have represented the moon as a rabbit pounding rice in a mortar. The, ra the rabbit's association with the moon is partly explained by two stories. Okay. In one, Buddha places him there as a payment for a favor in which Rabbit voluntarily gave himself as food for one of Buddha's hungry friends. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Little guy. In another, a rabbit with nothing else to offer a hungry, weary Indra jumps sure. into a fire, cooking himself for the deity, a timeless example of humankind's self-serving fables. Out of gratitude, Indra places the rabbit in the moon. <laughs> That's why people see a rabbit in the moon, in a full moon. Yes, but I've, I've never heard of that. You haven't? No. There's four things that appear in a full moon. There's the man. There's I see. A, I only see the face. Like the face, yeah. There's a woman where you see like her hair, like her profile. We've talked about this. We have. There's a frog, which is like his feet and like his little body. And then there's the rabbit. I never realized why. That's cool. Um... If we consider the phases of the moon in its waning, no, in its waxing masculine and waning feminine, and accept the notion that the moon at full intensity is the destroyer of darkness, interesting, or as Hillard says, quote, sign of new life, sign, sign of new life, and the messenger of immortality, 
Oh. End quote. It's a very punk rock way of looking at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you right? didn't know the Just moon was punk rock? Darkness and giver of immortality. <laughs> you didn't know the moon was punk rock? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. You will learn today. Um, we can appreciate the honored position to which the rabbit has ascended. And that is the rabbit from there. But then, I got, this is what it's titled, ready? Egyptian Eye Opener. <laughs> Morty's Mind Blowing! <laughs> That's all it, Moon Spiracy Land. <laughs> connection can be found exclusively within the hair, who, unlike the rabbit, is born with his eyes open. Yeah. The Egyptians called the hair un, spelled U-N, which meant open to open the opener. <laughs> comma, comma. Okay. Un also meant period. Thus, the rabbit became a symbol for periodicity, periodicity in both the lunar and human sense of the word. Uh-huh. Yeah. The hair as opener symbolized the new year at Easter and fertility mm. and the beginning of new life within the young. Like spring fever where everyone's having babies. Yeah. That makes sense. Now that we've made the connection of the Easter hair to the moon and procreation symbolism, mm. we can see the <laughs> we can see his connection to the Easter egg, which also has ancient but more obvious symbol symbolic roots. However, the fairly recent pairing of the hair and egg is largely a product of artistic license and an image appropriation introduced to this country just before the turn of the century by European confectioners. Adhering to common older customs, they use the they use the celebrated Easter eggs to make cakes in the image of hairs and give them to children. So what you're telling me <laughs> is that the Easter Bunny. Giving out eggs is cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. What Basically, is everything oh, is. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's awesome. But I like that about the rabbit being mm -hmm. like a symbol of new life and then with the egg, too. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I have learned a lot on this episode. Good. I like learning. That's what I'm here for. That's why I want to be a teacher. You this try to learn me good, but I can't learn the religion. That's okay. That's okay. But yeah, that's so neat. Alright, so let's see. Wow, I never knew any of that. That's cool. So. Um, so. Mm -hmm. If hares or rabbits or whatever are associated with the menstrual cycle... Does that mean that the next time a woman gets her period, she could conceivably say that Peter Cottontail has hopped down her bunny trail? <laughs> well, yeah, because Tamara Cotton, so... Oh! This is amazing! I'm going to start using that. Please. Like, sorry. So I'm just texting Can't. Peter Cottontail. Peter Cottontail is on the bunny trail. <laughs> You're going to be like, What? I'm sorry. All right, so the difference between a rabbit and hare from wonderopolis.org. <laughs> rabbits and hares are different from the moment they are born. Baby rabbits called kittens or bunnies 
are born hairless and blind, totally dependent on their mothers. Ew. Baby hairs, called leverets, are born with fur and sight, and they can move on their own within an hour. That's cool. Hairs tend to be larger than rabbits, with longer hind legs and longer ears with black markings. While rabbits' fur stays the same color year-round, hairs change color from brown or gray in the summer to white in the winter. Interesting. So We love adapt- adaptation. Uh, yeah. Adaptions? Same thing. Same thing. Adaptions. <laughs> same thing. It's the same thing. It's tomato, it. potato. It's the same thing. Rabbits and hares even tend to eat different foods. While rabbits prefer softer grass and vegetables like carrots, hares like to eat darker, no, nope, harder bark and twigs. I'm sorry, I have dyslexia. Same. <laughs> English isn't your first language. <laughs> no, it totally, like, <laughs> the B moved over here and <laughs> it became a D. <laughs> Um, rabbits make darker, <laughs> darker bark. <laughs> rabbits make their homes. They're more punk. They're, they're more punk rock. <laughs> rabbits make their homes in burrows underground, while hares make nests above ground. Only the cottontail rabbit is known to make above ground nests similar to those of hares. So a cottontail rabbit is not a hare. No. Oh. Rabbit and hare. Interesting. I've learned so much on this episode. Their different living habits make rabbits and hares respond to danger differently. Rabbits prefer to head underground to hide. Hares, on the other hand, use their longer, stronger hide legs to run away from the danger. Rabbits can be domesticated and kept as pets. Hares stay wild. Whoa. (laughs) This reflects their behavior in the wild. You should um, be like a rabbit scientist. I love I used to have a rabbit. I know. I used to have two. You should do that. Rabbits tend to be social animals that live in groups. Hares spend most of their time by themselves, only pairing up occasionally to mate. Us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 introverts. Hey. <laughs> Lesbian introverts. <laughs> That's a rabbit, right? Yeah. That's a hare. That's a hare. It's a hare. It's a hare oh, if man. I ever knew one. Merch. Lesbian introverts. <laughs> No, but so a few people will buy it. Oh, yeah, I would. I'd wear that every day. I would hope you'd buy it. I'd rather just go. My students would be like, what? what? I don't get it. I'm like, oh, you don't you really like listen, listen to, to my podcast? podcast. It's, really it's family friendly. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, wow. I learned all of y'all good. You did. I was going to tell you something. And it went. Oh, do you remember when Ciara hit that rabbit? So, here's the thing. <laughs> My, I told my parents about that, and I was like, but we didn't feel it or anything, and they go, oh, then she probably didn't hit it. They were like, Shannon's high enough that, like, it probably just, like, chilled under the car until we passed, or was able to, like, run through whatever, because, like, if we had hit it, we would have felt it. Yeah. No matter, like, even if it was small, like, if we hit it, we would have felt it. So, Ciara, if you're listening, you didn't hit that rabbit. Yay. Okay. I knew it. I, kept I did too. <laughs> That's what I said too. I was like, I don't think we hit it because I didn't feel anything. But you in the back were like, oh, we wouldn't have felt it in Shannon. She's huge. You know, and I'm like, I've been in Shannon where we've hit things before. I don't remember saying We like that almost ever. hit a cat one time in M dubs in Shannon and you felt the conk. <laughs> <laughs> but it kept running. It kept running. Bird one time and it exploded. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was going 
Ew, I was at H-E-B earlier and I wasn't like looking and a bird like flew in front of me and I felt my soul leave my body. I was like, <gasps> I literally stopped walking. I was like, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. One of my students today told me that she stole a bird from the zoo when she was little. <laughs> what? How do you steal a bird from the zoo? She put it in her backpack. My bird. And her mom was like, what? She goes, you're returning that. We're turning around right now. I hope they let him in for free. Like, um, <laughs> we have a bird. We need to. So where you go to feed him? Yeah. <laughs> just like, just like squishing it with her baby hand. Like, like Oliver. <laughs> like, and she was little too. Like, it wasn't recently. Oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I know she doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, man, that's so funny. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> Casually. Just <laughs> doodle. <laughs> Same. I name him Doodle. <laughs> no, Oliver. Oh, that's funny. Kids are funny, dude. But, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do like any of the holidays that are like two things that like aren't significant. Like they're like they're oh, to be yeah. background. Yeah. That way, like if he's like, why? I'm like, well, here you go. This is why. Right. If anything, because if do I do it. like two fairy, like yeah, there's really no. We should do two fairy. Like, an episode oh, I don't know I have the some origin. Stories. I don't know the origin of the tooth fairy. I don't either. I have stories about the tooth fairy I for have sure. Stories. I have, one that I, think of, I have one that I think about all the time. I have, yeah. There was one time that I should have Wait, figured out. save it. Okay. You told me. Okay. I know what you're going to say, but save it for With the tooth fairy. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. For the tooth fairy episode. Okay, we'll do a tooth fairy episode. We can put that on our Google Doc. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, I get that. If anything, if we do the Easter Bunny with him, or if you do the Easter Bunny with him, whatever, you could do it as a way of like, well, this is like, this do is the why. symbolism. Like, yeah. this is a symbol of new life and a new beginning. Yeah, like, see, and, like that. And the spring is supposed to be a symbol of new life and new beginnings anyway. But my... So that makes sense. My only thing with that, like, yeah, like yes, yes, like, with doing, like, Christmas, Easter, yeah. all those, like, they have backgrounds, but I just... I hate when people are like, oh, don't wake up early because you're going to find the Easter Bunny. Like, right. why are you trying to hide stuff like that? Like, just tell him the truth. And then I don't want him to go to plus, school and they're like trying to force it on him. And he's like, I, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, plus I, I also don't like that whole like, because people's argument with stuff like that is like, oh, but if you don't teach them that, like you're taking away the magic. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, yeah. like. You can still have magic in holidays without lying. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You can have magic in your everyday life. Like, it just takes that kind of perspective to look at things like that. Like, you yeah. make your own magic every day. So, like, you can include magic or little things of magic in your everyday life. Like, yeah. that's on you. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have a specific character to, like, make you 
be optimistic about the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's just me <laughs> as someone who is optimistic and definitely believes in the supernatural <laughs> as a real thing. So, I don't know. But we have some time to figure it out because it's not going to matter this year for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you can find us on the gram at Friends Don't Let Friends Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook. Friends. Yeah, that's how Nico used to say it. Facebook. Yeah. Did you, did you see my mom's post on Facebook? Um, so you can find us on Facebook at Friends Don't Let Friends Make a Podcast. Uh, email us, please, with topic suggestions. At friends don't let friends podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we're please hit a us whole up. Please a lot of things to yeah, talk about. Yeah, we're listing our topic suggestions. We have some in the works, but please hit us up. Um, you can find us at on Twitter at FDLFMA Podcast. Mm-hmm. Please rate and review us anywhere that you can. Leave us comments on like iTunes or whatever. Yeah. Because I know we're there. Yeah, we I are I know there. we're on there. But we check. <laughs> oh, yeah. So please review us on iTunes. Rate and review us. That's how more people can listen. Also, if you like it, like, share it. Yeah. We're funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> we make some good jokes yeah. sometimes. We're, we're informative yeah. on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> so if you like the podcast, if you think you know other people that like the podcast, please share it. Give them links. We try to post links. Yep. But or you can ask us. We have all the links. Yes. If you know us personally, ask us. We will send you the link, and you can pass it on. We got share all the us links. on all the things. Share our tweets. Share our Facebook posts. All those <laughs> Please. We do it for fun, but I mean, if more people listen, that'd be cool too. Yeah, that'd be real cool. <laughs> so, but we love our twenty listeners that yeah. are strong in every episode. I was talking to Sir Dan yesterday at work. Was it yesterday? Yesterday at work, and. I was telling him that we didn't record this mm-hmm. weekend and we were probably going to record today. And he goes, ooh, you're letting your fan base down. You're not posting on schedule. And I was like, yeah, all three yeah, people. Yeah, our, our, <laughs> our seven people listen. Can we talk about, though, that I was recognized by your friend from the podcast? By your voice? Yeah. That's crazy. I've never. Hi. I didn't. Hi, Abby. <laughs> um, I've never met anyone that didn't, that only knew me because of the podcast. Hello. And so, like, that was such a shock. And she was like, whenever we first met her, she was like, yeah, like, I recognize your voice from the podcast. And I was like, what? Yeah, you're like, ew. It was wild. So that was the first time I've ever been recognized from this. So that was really crazy and also really cool. So thank you. I've never been recognized from this. Abby, for that. Hi, Abby. Um, Hi, Caitlin. Yeah. We want to have you guys on sometimes. So let us know whenever you're free. Um... Also, Haida Sardan, who will eventually get on an episode. Yes, he's going to come on an episode and do a music-ish episode. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then, who knows, maybe by the end of the year we'll have Javi doing our theme song for us. Right? There you go. I don't know, so check us out, guys. We'll probably get Ciara in here a couple more times. Oh, yeah. Oliver, for sure. Oliver, always, yeah. He's our PA. We'll get some more special guests that you guys haven't met before. Hopefully we can get some mics soon. Yes, that's the plan. We need some. That's why we do these sponsorships. So yeah. please listen and please share our episodes so we can get more money so we can get mics and make better content. <laughs> it's not for us, it's for the podcast, I promise. <laughs> um, and with that being said, you can help your friends teach their children the backgrounds of all the holidays okay without lying okay friends don't lie but But friends (laughs) don't don't let friends friends make a podcast. podcast